Hey everyone, welcome to the Horror PSA presented by Scary Nerd, and as always, we are your hosts. I'm Paul. I'm Saul. And I'm Angie. The following is a public service announcement. A shy student trying to reach his family in Ohio, a gun-toting tough guy trying to find the last Twinkie, and a pair of sisters trying to get to an amusement park join forces and travel across a zombie-filled America. It's time to nut up or shut up, fatties, because we watch Zombieland. Yes, we did. Welcome to our quarantine edition. (laughs) Sorry, quarantine edition where we've got Saul in a quarantine chamber that he's calling from. (laughs) Yes, Yes, I'm in quarantine chamber. How's the quarantine chamber treating you, Saul? I am comfortable right now. I am laying in the floor of my closet staring at the ceiling. (laughs) <laughs> and we are piled on top of our bed with all of our equipment, so if this doesn't sound the greatest, we apologize, there, listeners. There, there may be some children in the background, barking dogs. You uh, know where we're at. We're all at home. You're all at home. You get it. So let's get into Zombieland 2009. Can we say oh, this yes. This movie just has one of the best openings ever? I love yeah. I Take the, take the Metallica song out of it. And oh, there he is. I knew, I knew it. <laughs> I knew it. You were going to mention Metallica. Hey, it fits I, with this I scene, though. I had to take though. them out of it. But still, though, it's Metallica. We have, you take that out of the equation, and you got, yes, one of the best opening scenes ever. No, the song fit with everything. The song, to me, definitely fit with the... With the, just like the raw energy that they wanted for that scene with the with the zombies and just everything, all the deaths that were happening. Yeah, I and mean, I, you gotta yeah. love that scene though. It just it takes you basically through the whole like apocalypse station, the first round of apocalypse. It takes you through the fat people dying off first, and then like you have to learn how to shoot guns, and you got it. Like it takes you through so quickly, and you have that whole intro un- under just the opening credits, and it's so cool how they do it with the breaking glass and the the letters that they're like falling through with it and it's just like everything's breaking down the the planet thing where it kind of zoomed out and showed the whole planet that was very like um mtv to me yeah and uh i i I was assuming that this was that whole opening montage scene was um where you're just kind of seeing all these people like in the very early stages of the zombie apocalypse because the guy that's under the the car like welding or whatever and gets tackled by the zombie and like random other people i'm like why would you be doing this during the zombie apocalypse so i'm like this has to be well, like the very first that, people that are getting killed yeah because like, that's one thing you see you see a firefighter putting out a fire and a zombie running towards him so obviously everything's happening right there and it's setting everything up to where you know shit's going down People have no idea it's going down, and they're still going about their their normal day. That's the one thing that I really liked about that whole montage thing is you also see what the guys running out of the strip club, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Stripper zombies are always great. The stripper zombies yeah, yeah, are all, always great. Yeah, that was. I thought that part was hilarious. But the thing that, like Angie talked about, the thing that I loved is how he set up his rules. And you know right off the bat, fat people are screwed because they have absolutely no cardio. Right. So that would be just... the one thing that we got to start practicing is like, I hate running, but I got to make sure I can outrun zombies. Yeah. That's... Yeah, because these were definitely the, the sprinting variety of zombies. Yes, uh, Amber Heard, because we get Amber Heard okay, whoa, in this whoa, movie. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> we'll go back to her we'll later. We'll get to that scene. But she, right. <laughs> she goes and when she's telling him about her story, she's like sprinting. He was sprinting yeah. at me. 
Well, okay. When was the last time you saw a hobo sprint? I mean, that's, I guess that's, that's fair. True. Especially, like I said, the beginning stage of the zombie apocalypse. All of a sudden, like, why is this fucking this hobo sprinting? So it's like, and she had the right thing where she was like, I thought he was running from something like that. Why didn't fucking, why didn't you fucking run though? Right? Like, you should have been running. Like, just go. I <laughs> love the... Like well, everything that we see with the zombie apocalypse is nobody knows what's going on to get to to begin with. Like I mean, remember in Train to Busan where they saw that homeless dude? And you kind of thought something was iffy with him, so nobody feared him. And then you see other people doing this. You're like, okay, now you slowly start picking stuff up on that. Well, yeah, Which when her, when like, when the homeless guy in Train to Busan started sprinting, then everyone's like, oh fuck, if that guy's running, yeah. he's run. it's the <laughs> whole it's the whole uh, like the the bears and the fucking deers in the wilderness and when we watch Dreamcatcher we're like if they're all together running you yes, need to, you need run, to run yes <laughs> well that's, that's that should be your first thing if you see homeless people running then you should know something's up because like they don't run but if they're running for something then you know shit's about to go down yeah i really liked the um there are two more things in the beginning that I really like the the uh, the princess the little girl princess zombies. Oh yeah, I and the soccer mom. Yes, little kids. Yeah, jumping on the van and all that. Um, that leads into the to the soccer death mom, right? Mm-hmm. The, the, through the windshield. Yeah, at the end. she becomes one of the rules of buckling the seatbelts. Yeah. <laughs> um, the guy that dies taking a shit. His zombie looked like a like a bearded Randy Quaid to me. It was kind of funny to me. Like, and I'm like, is there a worse way to go? And I'm like, you know, you wouldn't want to die taking a shit no matter what, right? But then on top yeah. of that, you throw in the fucking zombie apocalypse. Like, damn it, I had to take a shit. And that's where I was when the fucking zombie outbreak happened. And the like, zombie apocalypse comes down, you're shitting. That's got to be the worst. That's, well, that, that's that the epitome be- of having the worst timing, right? Like That would be. Because everybody tries to plan for it, but who plans for, hey, I'm going to go take a dump, and all of a sudden everything hell breaks loose. You're like, damn it, I died taking a shit, and now the zombie's going to eat me. Mm-hmm. So that's that's the horror PSA for this week. You know, Be prepared for zombies every time you go take a shit. <laughs> right? Always suspect yeah. that zombies will come Just under that ready. stall door. Just, if anyone comes <laughs> near the stall door, you got to expect that they're zombies. You got to do your pop and squat really quick so you don't get eaten. Mm-hmm. And I love Jesse Eisenberg is the perfect pick for this nerdy man. Like when you first see him and he does that run where he is running from the gas station zombies, I'm almost like even his body, even his run is nerdy. And like he's just got it down so I, No, I, I feel that's just the way that he actually runs. I don't even think that's <laughs> just, just Jesse Eisenberg's acting. really like, run. Like that's like people like went to high school with him that had fucking PE. They're like, oh, it's just him. Like, it's, it's just not, him running. He's not acting. Like we used to make fun of him all the fucking time in PE. Like, yeah, the bathroom. Well, the oh, go ahead, Saul. Well, the good thing about it with Jesse Eisenberg is the fact that I think he was perfect casting because really who else could play that character like him other than Michael Sarah? Because he's that cynic type person who you would think, oh, someone like this person obviously would come up with some sort of list and follow that down to the T. Like, I mean, when he gets introduced to, to Tallahassee, he's still going through his whole checklist. Oh, and, and man, you know, Woody, Woody Harrelson is a vegan hippie, but he plays... Tallahassee to the okay. T. You know, like, this you is know the what, perfect though, role for Woody Harrelson. Up, he grew up in Texas, though, so yeah. he's probably known plenty of dudes like Tallahassee. Oh, he's like, for All right. sure. He's like, this is my cousin Earl. This is, you know, <laughs> he's got family. I mean, he's got people like, he knew exactly what that character was going to be like before he even set up, you know, set foot on the fucking uh, the production. But um, getting back to the, uh, the gas station, um, 
I wrote down like remote start would save the day in this one. So, so again, uh, oh, yeah. you got to have remote start when the yeah. zombie apocalypse. Because how else did the how did that zombie get in his car? Well, I don't know. Because yeah. I'm like, yeah, like he dropped the keys, but then kept running in circles and then grabbed the keys and got in. I'm like, okay, so the zombie unlocked the fucking no, car. No, because he, like, he sees in. it is unlocked and he's like, oh, dumb. I'm dumb. I should have just got in the car earlier. He sees that the door is unlocked after he picks up the keys. And that's what he did. So the doors were unlocked the whole time. I don't know. Yeah, I, mean, I don't think they yeah, were unlocked. But, they were. The thing that I loved about that scene, though, is how he dropped his keys, but he's like, oh, no big deal. I'll just keep running around in circles eventually. <laughs> yeah. I'll, get, I'll, I'll get back to him. So he's like, wasn't stressing, even though they're chasing him, and I just love how you see the the overhead shot of him just running around in a circle, not really thinking a big deal of it. Yeah, because that's how you would have to be. You would have to be like, okay, they don't care about my keys; they care about eating me. So if I just keep running and I keep far enough away from them, I'm fine. <laughs> and I think in a comedy movie, the way it's used is almost like uh, it was like a little kid playing tag with other little kids that is trying to like, all right, if I run back to the base, I just keep running in no, circles. No, see, this is just like, the, the zombie edition of social distancing. You have to social distance yeah. from the zombies. And if you just stay far enough away from them, you don't become a zombie. I thought they it was, they can't get you. Yeah. I thought it was funny in this movie. I wrote down um, introverts because he goes into this whole spiel about how, like, you know, I don't have any friends. I'm, you know, I'm at home all the time. Like, I've kind of shut everybody out. Um, I wrote down introverts inherit the earth, but they're going to be with guys like Tallahassee. Yeah. So it's like those are yeah. the two. Those kind are of the two key, survivors. The two the two key demographics, I think. <laughs> In but business is good. Yeah. And then when we meet him and when he goes back through the whole world of Warcraft beginnings of himself is when we meet Amber Heard. Because I think her name is 408. Yes. He was yeah, 406. 408. She yes. was 408. And so... It's so funny. Like he's so awkward with this chicken there, and he's just reassuring her. He's like, "No, that's a perfectly normal thing to be scared of. I'm scared of not normal things." <laughs> like, yeah. The thing that I found funny when they showed his 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 apartment is how pizza boxes, Mountain Dew, and video games. It's like. What any introvert nerd would do is just all of that. Yep, and then he's drinking, he's guzzling down Code Red so he can stay awake all night to keep playing his video games. (laughs) See, a few years ago, I would have been fine with the Code Red, but I did the mistake of over-drinking it, and now I cannot stand the taste of it Mm -hmm. or the smell of it. (laughs) Because I remember when it, because when it first hit, I would not stop drinking the damn thing, and I just burned myself out on it. So I'm like, why did it have to be Code Red? (laughs) When... 406 came in I was immediately like is that the chick that beat the shit out of Johnny Depp <laughs> and then later allegedly allegedly, allegedly um, we don't want to get sued and then later well she's pretty so happy so. and then <laughs> allegedly allegedly <laughs> allegedly scary dinner does not endorse the opinions of the podcast host <laughs> but we do get Amber Heard zombie she becomes a zombie yes all right, in that scene, why? How, okay, how come zombies still? Like, I feel like there's a different set of rules for every zombie movie, right? Oh, there for sure so is. Like, People make yeah. up their own canon well, yeah, each time. It's like, well, they can open doors in this one because she opens the bathroom door and everything. So it's like, okay, she still remembers how to do that. You, it's like you have to learn the rules of every movie as it goes, and that's kind of it's kind of annoying, I think. Well, well I think the big thing about it though too is earlier when the zombie got into the back of the the car. 
because you would think, okay, the rule has to apply that the zombie would have to think, okay, I have to open the door to get into the back. Yeah, so, and he had to, and he had to almost like consciously be like, I'm going to hide back here and wait for him to come yeah. out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, he's methodical. The zombie is methodical. <laughs> I liked their virus, though. The mad cow strain that was a tainted uh, gas station hamburger. And it was the same oh, yeah. gas station that that guy worked at. Well, when she pulls the con. When she pulls the con, yeah. When um, Little Rock and... Oh, I can't remember her name. Wichita. Wichita. When Little Rock and Wichita play the con. If they're sisters, why are they from different places? I have no idea. Yeah, Hmm? Yeah, it was one of the things that didn't make any sense to me. Maybe they moved a lot. Maybe their mom moved around Well, I was like, we can't confuse the audience. But yeah, let's get get back to the whole Amber Heard scene where she's trying to eat Jesse Eisenberg. Oh, yeah. And well, I, at I, that point, he was still 406. Yeah, he was still 406. <laughs> I do love how he's like, I'm so sorry. Like, he's apologizing to the zombie who's trying to eat him. <laughs> like, yeah. He's like, I didn't mean to do that. I'm so sorry. But then he he smacks her hard in the head to double tap Okay. Her. Well, it was funny when he had the lice on. He sprayed that in her mouth and thinking, okay, what's that going to do? Well, we don't actually know that the zombies are dead. Because yeah. they don't explain uh, it in this okay. one anyway. If, if I wake up and the chick that I was, like, sitting on the couch with, A, looks the way she does when she's a zombie, and B, has that whole, like, phlegm puke thing come out of her fucking mouth. Like, mm, yeah. yeah. I'm, I, I'm, they are super phlegmy. I'm like, the zombie is super I, phlegmy. I think if I'm justified in if I murdered someone and, like, it was just not a zombie, I'd be like, look how they look, man. Like, <laughs> They like, came at up. me with all that phlegm, and I just smacked him yeah, in like, the toilet. <laughs> I'm a fucking hero, you mean? Because I just the, I, right now I would be like pandemic. I, I pandemic. A, I, just... I averted a pandemic. <laughs> she or, left. She left the the soylent stuff. The soylent out of, out of her stuff. Mouth. That's people. Oh, okay. <laughs> soylent stuff. Soylent stuff is people. Liquefied and uh, made into a tasty, delicious mm-hmm. treat. Now that I'm a big girl, I like stuff. Is that a stuff reference? Speaking of references, Tallahassee's uh, dueling banjos and you get out a pretty mouth. Deliverance references. Pretty awesome. I loved how he played the banjo just a little off key. Like you, you can tell what it was, but it wasn't a hundred percent. Yeah. I love that little thing they did that. I, lo- I love the whole grocery store scene. Like he, that's the first time you really get to see him just beat some zombie ass and enjoy the it. The only thing that I, the only thing that didn't make sense with me that on that one is that he threw the weapons that he used to kill the zombies away. Like he used the baseball bat, he used the clippers, and then he used something else. But it's like, why did you stop using those? You're probably still going to need those. No, he finds as he goes along. <laughs> he just picks up whatever he can. It's it's, yeah. it's overconfidence. Yes, he has a lot of overconfidence. I love that one of the first things he says when he meets um, uh, Columbus that he's like, "You're kind of you're a little bitch, aren't you?" Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> kind of a bitch. You're kind of a bitch, you know. Or was it? Was line, I was like, I can already tell me and you ain't gonna get along. I love how like when gonna... when they first start when they first meet each other and like they both pull their guns and at some point like. Uh, Columbus just puts his thumb out. Like, obviously, I'm not gonna shoot, so I guess I'm just hitchhiking now. Okay. The thing that I love, the thing that I loved about that is how Columbus's gun was shaking the entire time, and he tried to take cover behind a motorcycle. Yeah. <laughs> like, like 
like, what is the motorcycle going to do? Like, he's got you dead shot with a shotgun, and yeah. you're nervous as hell, and he's just, he's holding his ground. Yeah, I'm just going to shoot the motorcycle, and you'll die too. Yeah, pretty much. And the thing that I found funny is once he did decide to go, okay, he's like, come along. He goes over there, and he kicks the... He kissed the motorcycle over because, like, it just bothered him. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, how you, and that, that's what made Tallahassee great is he would just do these little things where I was like, okay, someone like that is going to do something like that. Oh, yeah. It's like the, the minivan scene where he was like, that's a nice minivan. And he yeah. just beats the shit out of it. <laughs> he had some of the best lines, too. When he's talking to Columbus when they're walking about um, having sex. He's like, passed, have you, when was the last time you passed the gravy? I was like, oh, no, that's not it's, it's the man gravy. <laughs> yes, I'm aware of what the gravy is, Paul. Or, that's what makes it gross. Or is it baby gravy? It's baby gravy. <laughs> Here's the thing that was funny. When he started describing the sex things, it reminded me of the uh, the Bloodhound Gang song, where they do a whole song of nothing but innuendos of actual people actually having sex. Oh yeah, what was that song? Yeah. That's oh, that's uh, yeah, it's gone well, from the, my memory warehouse. Speaking of Dreamcatcher, um, it's been deleted. Well, I don't know. Try uniform Charlie Kilo, where it spelled out uh, the F, where it spelled out. Mm. That's the, that's that was the song. Mm. That's all he does the entire time is they just the whole song is nothing but innuendos about sex. Did you buy and that? That's album? what it reminded. did you have? No, that I album? downloaded the song. <laughs> no, I downloaded the song. <laughs> Because I remember the video of Bam Margera driving around a, what is it, a banana car. You remember the weirdest thing, Saul. I'm just putting it out. Well, he was he was all hopped up on Code Red. He had to fucking fill his time with something. I remember everything. I have, like, an immaculate memory. <laughs> well, one thing I thought was weird about the grocery store scene is that, obviously, Tallahassee wanted to go there because he was looking for his Twinkies. And I found it weird that... The entire ass grocery store did not have one single Twinkie in there. They had toilet paper, market. though. Did you see that shit? Well, see, that's what happens when everything happens overnight, basically, right? Stuff is still P- there. People don't get to... <laughs> yeah, that's the only way it would work, because obviously in the shit that we're dealing with now, it wouldn't work that way. There weren't any Twinkies, so people were smart enough to take those. Is that smart to take the Twinkies? <laughs> Yes, well, it's, a, to do it. it's a good uh, bartering thing later. <laughs> I have Twinkies. When it's like, I have what Twinkies, you have? you have toilet paper. You can't eat anything. Mm. I have food. Eh? This whole little slut plot with the, the Twinkie thing was pretty damn funny. Because when he said, oh, snowballs are just like a Twinkie, he's like, no, they're not. They're not, though. It's not, it's not even but, close, yeah, they're not. man. Well, the thing that I loved is I agree with what he said is the coconut thing. It's like, the I, consistency, not the taste. It, Yes, I'm exactly like that. It, that's the, the same thing with me with coconut. It's, I like the taste of it if you put it in something, but I just don't like actual coconut and the consistency of it. I think you like, could throw you, all of coconut away. <laughs> it's disgusting. Taste the, and consistency. The only time that I like coconut is on German chocolate cake. That is literally Not the only time. That's the only time I'll eat Not it. even then for me. I don't enjoy it either, anywhere. I Ugh. thought, okay... I hate snowballs, though, too. So. Snowballs are awful. Okay, I hate snowballs for two reasons. A, they're gross. I, I don't care for them. Mm-hmm. You put coconut, that's a waste of the good chocolate inside and all that, right? Right, if they just didn't have the coconut on there. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> just give me the snowball without the coconut. That's all I want. And the second reason, okay, I used to deliver for Hostess, and little fucking kids would always poke the snowballs like they were boobs or something. <laughs> So there'd always be so like so like no it wouldn't pop them, but 
every time I would go to a store, like in like the return shit, right? That was like we have to take a bag because it's smashed or whatever. There'd always be fucking snowballs with like a, a a hole, like a finger hole in the middle. Like it wouldn't break the package, but the snowball would be stuck. Like it would be a little hole in the. Fucking, they just fingered your and holes. Then they, and then no, they fingered the snowball, and then it looked like a fucking belly button or something. So nobody wanted to buy the belly button looking. Nobody fucking wanted snowball. to buy the fingered snowball. No, it's the belly button snowball at that point. The and that's fingered when, snowball. Okay, they, well, some little fucking kid. So if you're fingered out there, the yeah, there there are ki- there are people listening to this podcast that did that as a kid. Like, there's going to be something like, yep, that was me. Well, Sorry. kids, don't finger your snowballs at the convenience stores. That's all horrible. You, you shouldn't finger. You shouldn't finger the snowballs at any store. Why? Not? Why just the convenience <laughs> store? Yeah, I guess. There's don't finger the snowballs, kids. Don't finger the snowballs. Paul's probably not the only person to do host of stuff that's going to probably say the same thing oh, too. Like, if you ask anyone, always somebody that poked one. Yeah. Uh, and then we get the ruse right when we meet Little Rock and Wichita. Like right off the bat, that's how we meet them as they're conning the two other main characters. See, I I I equate that to that's Tallahassee's fault to me because mm-hmm. he was going to shoot her right, and yeah. and I have no yeah. doubt he was. And I think you know for their con to work, they had to let it go, you know, that far or whatever. But as well, soon as, would- okay, but soon as as soon as she was like, never let me do it or whatever, he should have looked at Columbus and been like, give her your gun, and yeah. not trusted them. So that was either Tallahassee's like soft side, or he was just literally outsmarted by these two. So. No, it was definitely his soft side because you see later that he you know had a son and everything. So that was definitely his. Okay, just take my gun. Oh, so do you think he had to kill his own son? Oh, I don't know. I've never thought about that. That just made the movie dark. Mm. I don't know, though. That's like a happy meal to a zombie. Mm, I guess. If if he get attacked... I mean, if if a kid gets attacked, I doubt you're just getting one bite on a kid. You never know. I don't know. He could have been the... He chopped his leg off thing and could have lived. If a zombie apocalypse ever happens, I think I have to try that to somebody. Chop their leg off. (laughs) Well, I mean, if they get bit, I'm gonna try the whole cut the limb off thing. I guess don't get stuck in the apocalypse with Paul. So hey, horror PSA, or fair warning, if you know your your leg gets bit, I'm chopping it below the knee if it's around your ankle kind of thing. So whatever gets bit, if your arm gets bit, your hand gets bit, you're getting it cut off. If it happens to me, I'm like, hey, I was the first one. Let's try it. I'm I'm game. What have I got to lose (laughs) at this point, right? Yeah, well, unless you get screwed and get bit on the neck and be like, okay, well, you cut off. Yeah, well, at that point. Yeah, you just, that's, in in the zombie (laughs) movies, you just light a cigarette or a joint and you just sit there. Or you take a big, like, (laughs) melon baller and just kind of scoop it out for a bit. You scoop it out, yeah. (laughs) Just try and scoop it. Yeah, get get a big metal, uh, like, scooper. Somebody quick, suck out the zombie (laughs) from my neck. (laughs) Hey, buddy, could you help me out here for a sec? I got bit by a zombie. Will you suck out the poison or the virus? Or um, okay, so in the ruse, they steal their guns, their car, their ammo, everything. Tallahassee has that three on his caddy, I believe it was. What does the three stand uh, it's for? Dale. Is it Dale? Dale Earnhardt. Dale Earnhardt. Yeah. I'm white, but I'm not that kind of white to know that Aren't stuff. Aren't you from Oklahoma? I am, mm-hmm. but I don't. I never subscribed to the redneck culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I've missed the whole boat. You, you, missed, <laughs> no you missed that culture. class. Yeah. Uh, I love, though, when they get taken again for the second time, when they fall for the second ruse. <laughs> well, okay, that's another thing, too. I'm always going to carry an extra set of keys in my pocket mm. just in case someone tries to steal my car when I'm not in it or, like, in the supermarket scene. So 
know. These are lessons for the zombie apocalypse. Yeah. So start doing your cardio now. <laughs> yes, because cardio is Cause, important for the cause, zombie Because this coronavirus <laughs> hasn't made zombies yet. But hasn't reanimated keep, anybody if, if yet. If it keeps mutating, <laughs> you never know. Just kidding. It's a slow. We don't want to yeah. amp your anxiety any more than yeah. it already is, folks. This it's, it's is just, gonna, it's this is all a story of fiction. Yeah. <laughs> Scary Nerd presents War of the Worlds. Yes. Pandemic edition. <laughs> the pandemic edition. And they're slowly. I love though when spacecraft. They're just like in the car, and they get uh, Jesse Eisenberg's character finally breaks, and he's like, "Can't we just play I Spy or some shit like four normal Americans?" <laughs> Like he gets so annoyed. He just wants to be bored in this car ride. Like that's all he wants. He just wants everybody to shut up and be bored. No, 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 no. My favorite part of the whole the the con thing is when they tell him to get out of the car and he doesn't want to. And I believe Little Rock was the younger one. Yeah. When she shoots the gun in the air and he yells out, "Don't kill me with my own gun!" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He had the greatest lines in this movie. <laughs> he really did. That had to be my favorite one because it's, again, someone like Woody Harrelson was smart enough to do something like that. Just yell out, like, Oh, yeah. That's, that's total his. I mean, I, Oh, I, yeah. And again, when they're in the car later and he finds out they're going to Pacific Playland, he's like, and I don't want to play with you at Pacific no, Playland. Like, that place blows. <laughs> my mind. My mind. It just it's just, my just good family fun. <laughs> No, I think I, I'd be interested to know if that line "Don't kill me with my own gun" was actually in the script or if it was improvised, and if he just or if it was in the script, if he kind of put his own flair on it because he's totally the you know like the redneck like what was what was the other one I was like I mean oh it's like I, wholesale I, ass I, for wholesale ass for a lot less than that and like, don't kill me with my own gun like, <laughs> he flips on a dime on that one it's so that's what I think makes it so funny in that scene. I love that. I just that whole scene right there just cracked me up because again, you're right. He's putting on that front, and all of a sudden he realizes, oh shit, she's gonna shoot me, and he realizes, oh crap, he's almost of the whole the cracking of the, I'm about to break down and cry voice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> in okay, in the in the Hummer scene, um, don't let your mind wander, Angie. Talking about the vehicle. I know, I know. I mm-hmm. I was when he found that Hummer. We had just finished binging the Tiger King, and I was like, "Look, he found the Tiger King's Hummer." Yeah. I was like, Look. Yeah, with the, with the guns and the, with the guns damn, and everything inside. Goddamn like, Carol Baskin! It's real. <laughs> the one that the guy stole that he sold the other guy. Oh my god! <laughs> with the hands and attached. Again. I love that. And again. He had another good line where, God, I love hillbillies. No, God yeah. bless rednecks. Yeah, God bless rednecks. Or thank God, God for rednecks or something like that, yeah. So that, I'm surprised that that Hummer didn't already have the three on it, the way with the right? guns and it everything should, they found it. looked it. like it would have, yeah. Goddamn Carol Baskin. Goddamn <laughs> Carol Baskin. All right, we need to get back to the fucking... Yeah, we do. (laughs) Off topic. We we fell down a Tiger King hole. (laughs) You fell... You've fallen for Joe Exotic. So in the midst of the whole, um, you know, getting to know each other and asking, you know, each other questions, uh, and, you know, when she asked him about... Or or when Columbus asked about Ohio and all that, and she's like, they're playing the quiet game in Ohio. (laughs) Um, He had a line in there that I'm like, wow. I'm like, for a comedy horror movie, I'm like... It's actually a really, really like poignant point of view when he was like, "We are all orphans in the in Zombie Land," and I'm like, "Oh, that kind of hurts." Me. Yeah, <laughs> like that really, yeah. like, oh, <laughs> do something funny again. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's how I feel later with the big reveal with Woody's son. Or with Tallahassee's son. Yeah, I was just and, like, no! And I've seen this before. So when uh, when he says, like, it was my... He has a pause there. He does. When he's yeah. like, it was my puppy or whatever. Right. So, yeah, he does give a little pause there. But he's such a great actor that you don't even notice the pause the first time you see it. Like, I, yeah. I noticed because I actually looked for it when yeah. we watched it again. And then uh, Columbus, even he says it too, it's like... Like, how did I not see it sooner? The clues were all there. I chose not to, and then it made everything got revealed that way. Yeah. Which made it a little bit more, which made it sad. Well, Columbus was really, you know, he he knew his place, and he was like, I'm going to take a back seat to, you know, him. He's going to, you know, if, if shit really hits the fan, I'm going to be behind him because he's going to take care of Columbus is just out there still trying to live his yeah. life. He's still I mean, trying to find chicks. He wants to find friends. Like he he's, just he's to, just, when he's in the front seat of the car and they're all driving together, like he's smiling. He's so happy. Like he's just found he's his like, little ragtag is, group that he loves. He's like, I belong he here. Like, this is nice. Yeah. Like, this is nice. <laughs> He just wants to put the hair back behind some chick's ear, all right? So he's he's still holding out for love. He is. He's even looking in, for love in the apocalypse. Even in Zombieland, <laughs> even in the midst of Zombieland USA, he's still he's yes. still holding out for love. Mm, I love how they are bonding in the car, and you see all those little like chopped together conversations, and it's just little tidbits, but it's so perfect. The fucking Willie Nelson, Hannah Montana, fucking. Like discussion, I always laugh at that. Yeah. She's like, oh, she's only famous with the wig. When she takes the wig off, she's not. Famous. I'm like, oh my god. Like, yeah, and I love when it really solidifies them as like this group when they do the roadside wampum. It was the Kimo yeah. Sabe trading post. Yeah, when they do the wampum at your wampum or whatever, they really, they really found common ground of just fucking shit up. And I, we're from Arizona. We've seen those places, and it would just be so fun to go into one of those and I destroy really, yeah. it. I love that scene. I love that scene because even as a kid, you're thinking it would be awesome to start breaking everything because it's going to make one giant mess. Yeah. Yeah. Every time I so see I, that scene, yeah, I'm always like. I wonder, okay, when I watched it younger, I was like, that would be so much fun. Like, that would be, yeah. like, it's like, you know, you just break all that shit and, like, no consequences. Like, all right, I'm going to break this. Like, yeah. Fine. Now I'm like, I wonder how much all that shit costs so they could break all that. Because it's not even <laughs> just fucking stuff. The shelving and, like, all that shit. Like, right? They destroyed the whole like, store, basically. Well, and see, and I'm like, I wonder how many takes they had to do and how many times, like, poor production assistants had to, like, run out there and reset the fucking scene. No, there's no way of resetting <laughs> that. There's no way. Yeah, there's it, no way. It's, so, like, it's, we have one shot. It's got to, yeah, it's got to be like, you're going to knock that over and we're going to have your fun and then we're going to move the camera. We're going to get this. Like, that scene probably took, you know, like a whole day to do because I'm sure that was like methodical and like, yeah, we can't just, you know, blow our wad and, you know, it, go willy nilly with it. Oh, yeah. It had to be so fun, though, as the actors just to fuck that whole place up. Oh, man. Like I said, it just calls back to me when I was a younger and be like everything that they did. I was like, that's that's how I imagined it. Except the only thing is, is like, it's not me doing that. Yeah. <laughs> and then they continue their journey out west to Pacific Playland. But they no, swing they by Hollywood to, first. No, the the Charlie Chaplin zombie, I I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. So after they get the map and they're gonna go to Bill Murray's house, and like you don't know who it is at first. Interesting story about this whole Bill Murray scene. So Woody Harrelson and Bill Murray had worked together before in Kingpin, which is another great movie. 
Um, yes. And so the producers and the director were wanting to get like a celebrity to do this cameo scene for the, you know, for the house person or whatever. And they were like, who should we get? Who should we get? We wanted to be someone kind of, you know, random and funny. And they asked Woody if, you know, he could ask Bill Murray, you know, if he thought Bill Murray might consider it. But the thing about Bill Murray is he doesn't have an agent. He has nobody. He has a voicemail. He has an old ass like answering machine. I mean, back then yeah. anyway, he had an old ass answering machine that you would call and you would leave a message. And when Bill Murray got to it, he got to it. And so they're like, well, I can call and leave him a message and we'll see if he calls back. He called back later that day or the next day or whatever. And so they had told him what the scene was about and all that. And he's like, all right, well, send me a script. They had to send the script the, over to like an office max that was near where Bill Murray lived. And I remember reading that the producers and everything were so like worried about it. Cause they're like right now, the most important person in Hollywood to our movie is some kid working the counter at fucking office max right now <laughs> to make sure that, <laughs> we, you know, story. yeah, that he gets everything. And, you know, luckily he liked it. And I'm pretty sure the, the Garfield line was improvised by him, <laughs> which yeah. I, which I love that line as well. Yeah. The Garfield line is gold, but the, the, my favorite thing about Bill Murray's whole cameo is Woody Harrelson. Tallahassee is every person meeting Bill Murray. He yes. is, he is just You're what happens. Yes. It's Bill fucking Murray. That's Bill fucking Murray. Yes. I haven't watched your movie since I could masturbate. Right. Not that those two are related. <laughs> I love it. He just, he's like, I don't mean to gush. I'm like, this is just every fan that's ever met Bill Murray, ever. It, it's why we do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, you know, it, and, and I think Bill Murray would be up for, in, in this scenario, in a real life, you know, Zombie land scenario. I totally think he would be up to going to fuck with Columbus the way he does at the end. Oh yeah, and I'm fully, I fully hope too that Bill Murray does provide West Coast hospitality to all of his guests. I do hope that well, that happens. That I, <laughs> the thing that I found funny with the whole Bill Murray thing is how Columbus and Little Rock went off. They fire up the movie. You hear the Ghostbusters theme, and the thing that I that I like is when. He tells Little Rock, "You're about to find out who they're gonna call." And <laughs> again, it's just a little, you're about to find out who they're gonna, yeah. you're, you're find just, who they're gonna call. It's Ghostbusters. Yeah, he's like, "You're about." It's the little nuances that he has, and it's like you couldn't have picked anybody better than Jesse Eisenberg to do that because again, yeah. it's just those little, those little the, things that he does. The popcorn flip too. Oh yeah, like, then to Bad Boys, <laughs> he flips the popcorn. Good <laughs> bad I am. Oh, I love that scene. But yeah, no, I, I wrote one of my notes here is Columbus is me riding a motorcycle. <laughs> <laughs> That's another scene, too, where it's like, yeah, I, I can imagine that happening. Like Jesse Eisenberg could totally know how to ride a fucking motorcycle. But I'm, in my mind, I'm like, yeah, that's just him. If I had to be like, if like the apocalypse happened and I have to escape from zombies and motorcycles my only way, I'm just going to be like, I'll probably just. Run, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to run. It's, it's the cardio. <laughs> yep, that's I why. I think it's funny because it's one of those, the, the whole motorcycle thing, it's one of those things where it's like, okay, you think everybody knows how to ride a motorcycle because they've seen it done, but until you actually do it, it's like, shit, I have no idea what the hell I'm doing. Mm -hmm. the and that's what that... And that's what I loved about that scene. It's like, okay, you're, everybody's going through the whole movie thing. He's like, he's going to know how to ride it. He's going to ride off into the sunset. But no, he does what everybody would do and that's put it into the bushes. And that's perfect though because Tallahassee is like, God, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> like he's just looking at him like, God damn it. 
And he has to be that pathetic to where Tallahassee just like, come on, come on then. Let's go. Saul he's said, like, God damn it. He's like, he's nothing without me. Let's go. Saul said, put it in the bushes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wait, did you mean by, by West Coast hospitality, like, we're all going to smoke weed and then reenact Ghostbusters? Yes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that's what, exactly I, oh, yeah, what I, I meant. About that. Okay, I, right. so I, didn't, I didn't know that's what you meant. I'm like, what do you mean? Like, just letting them stay in his house? No, like, I mean the weed and reenact Ghostbusters. That's West Coast hospitality yeah. to me now. Oh, no. It's on the ceiling. <laughs> I'll get him. <laughs> and I love I that. I love that when he's wearing the jumpsuit. Yeah, I love in that he's scene wearing- that he let, he let Tallahassee have that, and he was just with the vacuum and stuff. Oh my gosh! That, yeah, that whole the whole Bill Murray scene was probably my second favorite part of the movie, just because it's just it's random and it lived up to the Bill Murray thing. And if I remember right, with touching on Paul's story about it, is they didn't even know if he was going to show up or not. Yeah, yeah, I think that too. Like they were kind of worried about it because it's like they because I know they they hadn't heard from him or something. I think in a while. Because I remember they they were like, okay, who do we have as backup? Because they're like, if he doesn't show, we gotta have somebody. Oh yeah, they did have a backup. I remember that too. I forget who it was, but I definitely don't think it would have been as funny. No. Because yeah, that's one thing about him is like, every, if everybody knows the history of Bill Murray, he just he just shows up. If he wants to show up, he'll show up. To have him there actually made it made it that much better, and I love that they did have him in there. Because I don't know who else would have been able to pull all that off. Yeah. Let's talk about the worst scene in this fucking movie. What? Okay, what do you think was the worst scene, Angie? I didn't really notice. I love this movie. Saul, do you, what do you think the worst scene was? I have a feeling where you're going with, but the thing that I didn't like was what the girls did once they got to Pacific Playland. I thought that was the worst thing you could possibly do, especially in a zombie apocalypse, is go to a place where there's a shit ton of lights and a shit ton of noise and draw all these zombies to you. Well, yeah, that was really dumb, but I'm talking about the whole scene where she's drunk and it's the whole, like, the eighth grade dance scene or whatever. Like, that, I'm like, this is getting weird and awkward. Like, like, what was the, she mentioned, like, a dude's name, like, Scott something or, like. Whatever, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, that. Whatever, whoever her first boyfriend was or her first kiss was. Yeah, they were oddly specific. They were like 1997. Yeah. I was like, fuck, I don't remember 1997. I'm like, I had to think back on 97. I'm like, what the fuck was I like? I don't know. Like, I love when they get to the park and they're just, yes, they're stupid because the lights and everything. But right now, seeing all those pictures of Disneyland closed, I'm like, I want to be there. It's empty. With nobody there. With nobody there. I could walk and do nothing for hours and then just ride rides at my leisure. That sounds amazing. Yeah, but would you know how to turn them on, though? It's a, you would imagine. Hey, I've seen man. them push the buttons yeah. enough times to know I could figure it out, man. And hey, a- at this point, there's probably YouTube <laughs> videos out there that we can oh, still yeah. find. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> This so this had to this had to have been like day four in the zombie apocalypse for there to still be power everywhere and them to just no they said it was two months what yeah they said two months in no there wouldn't be power there would be no there'd be no power Pacific (laughs) Playland I do know that especially in California I will say though that once Columbus and uh, Tallahassee get to the park and they go off on their own separate ways. That that haunted house that Columbus gets stuck in, that scene gave me so much anxiety. I'm like, it's going to pop out. It's going to pop out. It's going to pop out. Like, <laughs> that's just how I watch that whole scene. Amen. Yep. And I love how he shoots the zombie as something comes and grabs it and just takes it away. 
I thought it was funny in that scene because I was thinking like he ran in there and kind of got ahead of that one zombie that was coming after him. Um, I thought it would have been funny if he would have just like popped out and tried to scare the zombie because I'm like, I probably would have tried that because I'm like, could you scare a zombie? I'm like, this is the only opportunity that I'll ever have maybe to try and scare a zombie. Like, like would they get scared? But would like, you take that chance? It seems Well, dumb. he had the gun and everything still. <laughs> I guess. So it's like if you pop out and go, boo, or whatever, and then, you know, stab him in the eye or something. Like, mm-hmm. I would try that. No one's ever tried that. I want to know. Well, we have something to look forward to if anything does happen. Yep. We got a new thing to try, I guess. That's our debate. Paul's going to have his list. Do mm-hmm. zombies Paul's get scared? Mm-hmm. Yes, Paul's going to have a whole list of stuff to try on zombies. Is what it's going to be. Can a zombie get high? Can a zombie get high? Who knows? Mm, can a zombie get drunk? Hey, mm. We need to know these things. We do need to know these things. That's it. That's my next movie where it's like a, a stoner Exploring. zombie. It's a stoner zombie where it's like <laughs> one like two friends that are stoners and like one's a zombie and the other's a regular dude, but they just still smoke weed and then like the zombie doesn't even want anything. Like Well, if you get the zombie high, would that make him even more hungry than he normally is? He's got the munchies, man. It, be, then you yeah. have to give him things. That'd be bad, though. <laughs> Shouldn't be feeding your zombies. <laughs> a bucket of chicken and then like a bucket of fingers. Don't feed the zombies, folks. Don't feed the zombies. Yes. All right, we got to wrap it up. I can't sit like this much longer. <laughs> well, we have the clown kill. Well, we have the whole trick, the, the montage with Tallahassee pretty much going ape shit on all of the zombies. Yeah, yeah when, he's, when he's on the, the roller coaster, I love how he's just like walking on and onto it. And I'm like, that's so unsafe. I'm like, no, it's like to me, I was like, that wouldn't even work. Like, you, the, you, the fucking bar has to be down and all that. Yeah. It wouldn't even fucking work. But like it was it was fun though. I I do love like the tilter I mean, that's probably not the right name of it, but the one where he grabs on is like going around in the circle yeah. and just shooting all the zombies. Like he had some really great kills and I thought it was uh they tried to make his scene in the little shack thing where he's killing all of them, like they tried to make it like too poetic for me. Like it was just almost yeah. like it almost took you out of the scene. I much rather have like you know, I mean, it was just the music, I think, but it was kind of like it took me out of it for a little bit. Like, it was a little less enjoyable, I think. Well, that's the only thing about it, though. They had to unleash him somehow and just show you more of his thing. And that's what they did there. Yeah, I agree with some of the things that I was like, okay, that doesn't look like it would. It looks cool, but it doesn't seem very smart. Like, him going into the, the roller coaster thing, it's like, to me, like I said, it looked cool, but like, how does it make sense that you're going to be going through the ride and all these zombies are going to actually be following these rules of where they're supposed to be. Like, to me, I think you're taking too many chances on doing that. Yeah. See, I think that's, again, that that's just him. Like, I'm a badass. I can handle this. I'll be fine. Yeah. I know. And, just, even and he was he, having fun with it. Like, that's really what it was. Yeah. When he gets to his final, when he does the final stand in that little shack or whatever, and he's closing the, the gates... I'm like, put something in those holes so it's hard. Yeah, open. no, wait, I think, did, did they have the locks in there? I thought, no, I thought they the didn't. locks were they still were, there. No, they were completely open because I was like, at least put a um, stick in there. So I know, the whole fucking movie, open. the whole fucking movie, zombies are opening doors and fucking car doors and breaking through glass and now they can't, they don't remember how to slide shit over. Yeah, the they can't slide that over and get it out. And not just that, though, but when they were after Little Rock and Wichita, they were climbing up ladder yeah to, to, to get to them yeah and why didn't columbus take the fucking the the suv why did he run over there like a dumbass because yeah. tallahassee went into the little shacker where he was drawing the zombies away yeah and then he waited for a minute and then turned around and ran over i'm like why don't you just drive over there 
I know. Just get back in the car until the zombies are gone and then drive over there. <laughs> no, like, or you could just mow them down. But, but then we wouldn't have that cool mm. haunted house scene, Paul. Well, that's true. <laughs> yeah, but then he still blew the chance to try and scare the zombies. So either way, we don't need that fucking <laughs> haunted wasted house Wasted chance. Wasted opportunities here. He's not, he's not good in a crisis. That's uh-huh. just what it is. But his woman's in trouble. And if he ever wants to get laid again, I guess he's got to make it look poetic and heroic. But then Tallahassee finally finds his Twinkie at the end. Well, before that, they do the whole thing, which I thought was funny, is they go into the area where it says deep fried Twinkies, and you're like, he's going to get it. He's finally going to get it. And Columbus shoots whatever the the sound was and puts a whole bunch of bug shots into Wait, did they both shoot, or was it just Columbus? It was was him twice, yes. He he did both barrels? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Because he freaked out because he heard a noise, and it was that that rat or possum, whatever it was, that ran out. Yeah, I think there was like two rats, two or three rats. I thought and it was, like, and I thought it was funny because at the end of the movie, where it's like the Humane Society monitored, all, I'm like, what animals? And I'm like, oh wait, they're fucking <laughs> the rats? rats. I'm like, really? Like, I'm like, I guess. <laughs> and then he finally gets the Twinkie when they see the girls, and it looks like they're gonna leave him. Yeah. Because they're like, really? Like, we just saved you, and they're abandoning us again. And then she throws the Twinkie at him, and it's like he finally got his Twinkie. And then they're all a little family, and they run off into the sunset to enjoy the apocalypse together. And that was Zombieland. Although, you do get one last voiceover of uh, Columbus saying, a little sunscreen never hurt anybody, and that is true, kids. Wear your sunscreen. It's springtime, it's sunny, wear your sunscreen. No, I'm saying, like, in the zombie apocalypse, that was probably one thing that people, that you would totally forget about. Oh, Yeah. Think about, like, The Walking Dead. Like, if when Rick and the whole group were walking or whatever know, if, on the road, I'm like, God, I hope they have sunscreen. If that movie was accurate, they, they would be darker than me in real life. Like, the show, you mean? Uh, they'd be all sunburned. Yeah. And, oh, they'd be like, my skin hurts, the shirt hurts. Yes. Like, this isn't fun. So, wear your sunscreen, I kids. Can't, I Apocalypse can't, or not. I can't run from the zombies. I got sunburned yesterday. <laughs> ow, ow, ow. I told you, you fucking idiot. <laughs> Where's the owl? Uh, it's all gone. People I'm are not, trying to make their own hand sanitizer. I'm not making a run for your ass because you got sunburn. All <laughs> right. Well, I think that's it for our very first quarantine edition, which is going to be a whole month. For the whole month of April, we will be doing horror comedies. Because April Fools. April Fools. This whole month is going to be a joke yes. anyway. We are all on stay-at-home orders until this month is over. So, kids. We will be doing a month full of horror comedies. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We are also on TikTok, kind of. We're still trying to figure it out. You can support <laughs> us on Patreon by going to patreon.com backslash scary nerd. You can check out horror entertainment news at scarynerd.com. So next week, we'll be watching What We Do in the Shadows. Say his name, Paul. Taco Watiti. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> From that director. I think that's how you say it. <laughs> that's why I asked sure you to I'm say it, sure not how... me. Final thoughts. We all fucking love this movie. If you don't fucking love this movie, you can go fuck yourself. That's it, guys. We will see you next week. <laughs> Bye. Bye. I couldn't stop. I'm like, I need to know what happens. Oh my god, it is. It's fucking crazy. It's fucking insane. The goddamn bitch Carol Mask. Guess what, motherfucker? (laughs) Dave Mestista is what I'm calling it. (laughs) 
Dave Matista thing, so where he was like, "God damn, here. Carol Baskin!" Really, he had that low, like, kind of like squeaky, like, southern drawl or whatever it is. Like, "God damn, Carol Baskin!" And when he was singing, he was like, "I saw tiger, <laughs> tiger saw man." Like that is not you. The thing that I loved is how petty they were when they kept suing each other. Oh, I know. I was like, this is just a battle of narcissists.